Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of So What'd You Think? I'm your host, Nick Ledoux. For those of you who don't know, this is a movie podcast show where me and a guest will come on and we'll discuss a movie that we've just seen and give our immediate reactions to it. Uh, today, I have actually brought on my brother. He's calling in uh, from D.C. right now. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm surprised we haven't done this. I haven't made you come on yet. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's exciting to be on, though. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, I'm excited, too. This is kind of an intense movie, um, and there's definitely a lot to unpack. Uh, and for those listening, uh, the movie we watched is Children of Men. Uh, we both hadn't seen this movie. It had come out in 2006, and it was nominated for a few Oscars, um, including Best Adapted Screenplay. The cast in it is with Clive Owen, uh, Julianne Moore, Michael Caine, uh, Chuetel Ejiofor. Um so pretty stacked cast. It's also directed by Alfonso Cuaron, um, who people might know from Roma or Y Tu Mama Tambien or Gravity. Um, pretty famous Mexican director. Yeah, so that's the movie. Uh, we're going to do spoiler-free thoughts for the first few minutes. For people who haven't seen the movie, uh, please stick around, hear our general thoughts, and then you know go see the movie and listen to the rest of this podcast. So yeah, Alex, what did you think? <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was... It was intense. I definitely went through a lot of emotions through the film. I think it was a lot of times these days in a, in a, in a culture where I, I want to look at my phone a lot. That's kind of the test for a movie sometimes now is like, do I want to glance down at my phone because like a scene's too slow or like uh, I'm getting bored or my focus is losing attention here and that didn't really happen at all in this movie. Like I was definitely like gripped as like every scene felt well paced and it was constantly moving so you know i was impressed i i enjoyed it yeah i also really enjoyed it um this has been on my list for like a long time and uh i'm not like the biggest fan of this director necessarily i do understand that i respect him a lot i just personally haven't loved all of his movies um but yeah this movie was really intense but i i totally see why it's regarded as like why it's so good um i think the cinematography which we'll talk about is like remarkable um and there's, it's a really emotional journey um, and a really interesting, like, hypothetical that gives a lot of commentary about politics, war, um, uh, you know, women's freedom, um, a lot of different issues. And I think they handled it pretty well. No, I agree. I think they, one of the things that stood out to me was kind of like, I mean, there's lots of dystopian type movies, but this one wasn't that far in the future and that was that was kind of interesting to see something where like especially having come out in 2006 and now it's 2021 and this took place in 2027 it was like mm-hmm. oh they're looking at something that's only a few years away and kind of watching it being like well, it's not that unrealistic that this could be happening today um and we can get into more about like some of the particulars of why like i think they did a good job of not like making it to feel too futuristic or anything like that. I think that that helps with like the time wasn't super important. It was kind of just like, Hey, here's a different alternate reality of what the world could be in 20 years. If this event happened. Um, and I don't know. I, I think that helped kind of 
place you in the world a little bit better. It wasn't like, hey, I need to understand the 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 technology of the world or something today to get what's going on. Like it kind of felt like, oh, this could just be happening right now. Yeah, it definitely. I, I agree. I think the you know having it set closer to reality it felt very realistic i think they were trying to really go for like a sense of realism with it even the way it's shot it feels like a documentary almost or like newsreel footage of like mm. people on the scene like running through all this chaos um and yeah especially watching it now in 2021 and especially with the pandemic like today and how that kind of mirrors this like 2008 flu pandemic they had that started this whole thing it definitely feels really relevant to watch <laughs> right now um and yeah it, it it felt uncomfortable almost watching it even more so simply from the fact of it being so close to reality and so close to like 2027 when this movie takes place and just like how the general feeling of the world and um yeah it, it felt very uncomfortable I was very uncomfortable watching this and I was like on the edge of my seat um which I, I think that's what it was going for, and I think it achieved that. But I definitely felt uncomfortable throughout it, um, for sure. I mean, they're like they definitely touched on a lot of tough to talk about subjects, and like the way they portrayed the refugees and immigration and stuff in this movie was was very intense, and they didn't shy away from from anything really. I mean, we can talk about it more too with like the visuals, but they this movie was was fairly gory and and not like in a like in your face way but in a very like real way of like things that happen that sometimes like directors will choose to just not put on camera like oh it's implied that this is happening or like hide the fact how gory it is by just like putting a lot of blood in your face or something it was like nope this is just like this is what it looks like when someone's shot or there's like someone's leg is i don't know like bleeding everywhere or something's on fire like all that kind of stuff just felt very real and that i think that had something to do with like the way the camera was was used to kind of place you in the scene but at the same time it was also just like the choices of maybe practical effects or i don't know how much of it was special effects too it was, it was definitely well done if it was too um that that placed you in the scene more and made you feel some of the pain that was happening in those scenes. Yeah, definitely. And I, th I generally have a problem in movies when they show too much gore, I think like that, I, uh, like for like one that comes to mind is like 1917 where I felt it, it felt unnecessary in a lot of parts. And like, especially with war movies, I feel like there's a need to show a lot of it um, in order for people to feel anything about it. Like how, how horrible the situation is. You need to see all of this. You know, I, I agree with like, it did show a lot of gore and stuff but it did it almost like more tastefully i think there was a lot of control and how alfonso crone like revealed certain parts of it um like not to go into too specifics yet because we're still in spoiler free territory but i think you know, the way the camera moves and follows certain objects um, when events occur and when they decide to show it to you um, is all very purposeful and so like when you actually do see how violent certain situations are it doesn't feel over the overdone it feels like okay he's trying to make a point here um and it's not just like fully unnecessary but i don't know what did you think no i think i agree with that and something else that stood out to me was like the sound in the use of that in this movie um particularly when it came to guns in this movie like 
I don't know if it was like the leveling through the movie or something, but it just the guns didn't particularly stand out. Like it almost sounded like like you know in movies when like guns have silencers on them and it's just like like it's a much quieter gun sound like all the guns kind of sounded like that they weren't really going for like this loud like in your face like yeah you're in the middle of a war kind of thing in some places it was much more like i don't know it felt like the whole movie was a little bit calmer because of that and i don't know i don't want to get too much into spoilers yet for (laughs) why i think some of the audio was that way but i thought that that played a part in the I don't know, I guess in the in the calming down of like how, how intense some of the gun violence was. Because I agree that gore sometimes can be a little bit too much, but I think it was done pretty tastefully through this, and it was very purposeful in certain parts. Like, it wanted you to feel something when you saw it, so it wasn't just like gore for gore's sake, which movies can easily fall into. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, okay, yeah, I want to get into spoilers now, because... We can't <laughs> talk about all of this without getting into specifics here. Agreed. So, um, I think we both did really like the movie. Um, would you recommend this movie to other people? I would. And the thing I would add, and I think one thing you'll notice with Nick and I are trying to talk about this is that it's hard to talk about without spoilers. But I would, I would just go into it blind. Like I had read mm-hmm. the tagline on, I don't know, like IMDb or whatever before reading, like going into watching this, and that was more than enough. Like I would, I would go into this blind. Um, because I think, I think it just helps, like, lets you discover the world of what's going on during the movie and don't read too much about it beforehand. Then come back and listen totally. to this. I agree. That's what I always try to do. And I, I, that's why I purposefully didn't explain what the plot of this movie is at the beginning of this podcast. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, I would just go in blind. Don't watch a trailer. It's a good movie. Um, it's, it is intense. Um, so, yeah, I guess if you're scared of violence normally, this might be... Uh, at least prepare yourself for it but it's worth the viewing and there's a lot of great commentary on it that we're going to talk about now so uh yeah go see the movie come back and listen to the rest of this podcast we're now in spoilers yeah i think the first scene i want to really jump into which is kind of what i was referencing as far as where the camera's being placed um is the 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 one take of them driving in the car with theo and his wife ex-wife julian um and mm-hmm. then she gets shot um and how that scene changes its mood so quickly um they were like obviously separated before um but then having this reunion and like this like kind of playful banter in the car almost with this like ping pong ball they're bouncing it back and forth and it's almost it's kind of sexualized in a way um and there's almost a certain tension with it too because it's it's like a dangerous party trick that they're doing where they're like popping the ball from one person's so there is a sense of tension like naturally built into the scene even though you don't know what's coming necessarily um at least i felt that way i kind of felt like there was something coming but it felt positive um and then the way the scene turns so rapidly it's all a one take it's like a five six minute scene that's all just like going in circles around basically in the car as they get ransacked by these other like terrorists um but yeah i think the way the camera moves away from julianne moore at first and you see the reactions of theo as he's like seeing all this go down and then they don't really show her get shot per se but they show after that um once you've seen the reaction and see like how everyone's freaking out then they kind of turn back to it and you realize how serious that gunshot wound was it wasn't just like a nick in the shoulder it was like fully in the neck and she's dying 
um, and lingering before I think you show that right away like made it a lot more powerful because you can see like 20 seconds after she gets shot what is she looking like um, and it made it for a stronger scene um, well what did you think about that scene that scene was definitely intense and kind of I think was the turning point in the in the film to being like oh this is going to be a like this this is why it has the thriller tag on, on on IMDb when I see it like it's like okay I see I see where this is going now like there is going to be a lot of like violence in it it's not like more of like a political drama I guess in that way it's more of like okay this is going to be intense um and when when she got shot I actually thought it was interesting um it like took me a long time to realize whether or not she had died and part of that was because of like Theo's reaction to it and how he was like not showing any emotion for a while until he they were kind of burying her I guess or laying her down in the forest and then and then Theo walked away and then he broke down and then once he got called like oh, we got to keep going that was when he he kind of shoved it back in again and had to keep those emotions to himself and I think I'm not exactly sure what to take away from that, but I think that 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 was kind of a first insight into somehow of his character of he is he he was trying to do things for others throughout the movie, and so like he didn't get a chance to necessarily show his emotions. He had to kind of hide them in and be like, "All right, I'm in this crazy situation. I got to keep moving on. Like I can't think about how I feel in this moment." And um, I thought that that was particularly interesting in that scene. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I also wanted to talk about that right after. I think that the next shot is arguably even more powerful of the burial and then him walking away and like fumbling the cigarette because he can't even um, like have this moment. And it's all so quick. The movie feels like it's on this like fast pace, like they're jumping from one place to the next. They're never truly safe. Um, mm-hmm. And it's exhausting in that sense as an audience member. But yeah, I think how brief even all of those scenes are of from like, like, calmly driving in the car to the death of her to then the burial and him crying and freaking out that's all in like a few minutes um and i think it, it it's powerful in that sense where it kind of flies by but yeah i i never personally really had the the time to like breathe and relax ever in this movie and there was a lot of very serious things going on that would want me to have that moment mm-hmm. um which just makes it for an exhausting experience. Like I, I understand the purpose behind it. Um, and you know, like I, I feel like I'm in his head a little bit, um, throughout the movie, just cause you, you see all these events occurring so rapidly next to each other, but you know, it doesn't make it necessarily for the most enjoyable experience. That's fair. Yeah. I think, I think this movie was in a, a number of ways was really going for a immersion type experience and like I think at the beginning you kind of compared it a little bit to a documentary and what I had written down when I was watching it was like it it felt like a video game in a lot of ways like the the way it was handheld and the way the camera actually felt like a character in the scene sometimes like it felt like I was running along with Theo as I was watching it and like I could feel the exhaustion and I could feel the tension and like oh what's around the corner because like the the POV for it really felt like it was my eyes and I'm like I don't know what's around the corner, but you're like turning over instead of like an omniscient third like camera that's there in a lot of other movies. Like this camera really felt like it was a person, and that that also led into the exha- exhaustion of like, okay, I'm here, 
the pace is crazy fast. Um, like since the ringing at the beginning of the first explosion, like that sound kept going throughout the movie and it felt like I was like this constant tension of like, I am, I am here. And I like, in some ways you feel what Theo's feeling in another way. You're kind of like, I'm this other person involved in this scene. Um, so I don't know. All of that was, it was definitely a lot, but I, I can appreciate that. And I don't know. It's, it's sometimes interesting. It's like a different way to watch a movie almost. It's like you experience the movie instead of watching it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, there's definitely merit to that. It just makes maybe the rewatchability a little less for some, some people. Fair. But um, I think, yeah, you made a great point, I think, about the camera feeling almost like it's like first person in a sense. Like the camera feels like its own. You're the, you're the camera person, essentially. And they're kind of putting you into that shoes. Because there were moments where it's like Theo's looking at something and he's like making this face and then they don't cut to it right away. They're holding on his reaction. So like you're being controlled by this limited viewfinder of the events that are occurring, but it, it helps make it feel like a realized world almost. And that you're just seeing like a snapshot of what this is. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the cinematography is like very powerful in this, in this film um, outside of just being technically impressive. It, it feels very purposeful. Whereas like, a film like 1917 or Birdman, you know, they're both just trying to create a pace almost, but they're not necessarily as purposeful. I feel like with these one takes and it's not a full like movie one take or anything, but the, these long scenes let the actors breathe a lot in this movie and put the audience into a perspective of exhaustion and like feeling what this hypothetical scenario would really feel like in real life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought the one takes, I don't want to get too far ahead of us here, but like, I think a couple other places where the one takes felt really good was one when they were kind of escaping the house and Theo was trying to get the car jump started and stuff like that. Like that was all mostly a one take, I think, but that was another place where it felt like the video game scene. It's like, this is like a level and you are, you're trying to like escape the house and it felt like, okay, I'm, I'm here and I'm kind of walking along with Theo and I'm looking around the corner of the car and there's the people walking by and I don't want to make any noise so they don't hear us. And like the, I thought that that one take, it felt, it felt very purposeful. It wasn't like the camera was cutting around, like you're moving with him. And that, I don't think that scene or some of those scenes where that was happening would have come across as well at all if those were kind of shot a little bit more traditionally with different camera angles to kind of show what was happening. Um, like you might get from a traditional blockbuster movie or something. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I agree. It felt almost like a video game in that sense where like you're hopping from one mission to the next and they kind of like flatly state their mission every few scenes just to kind of like remind mm -hmm. the audience like where you're at. Um, they're like, we needed to go to this. <laughs> and then they're like, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think the, the cinematography also just kind of helps build this like, um, video game kind of world there's even like scene like in that scene you mentioned where they're trying to jumpstart the car they're like hiding on the side and then far away is like the the group of bad guys that they're like trying mm -hmm. to get past or whatever and it feels like you're like in a video game like oh those are the bad guys like it's it's so basic level like simple like yeah. bad guys they need to get past these guys and like it's like oh you got to distract the guards and they like run over there exactly <laughs> you know, yeah it's yeah. like they were perfectly well lit i was like where's like the rock i throw to like get their attention <laughs> over that way so i can get the car out and he was just like nope just gonna go for it um right. that yeah that scene too also was like it seemed like there was something more they could have done i realized they didn't want to shoot because she was in the car but it was like there's like 30 of them and somehow they got the car away like i don't know how they did that <laughs> but i was like yeah. good for them 
Yeah, that whole scene, I was like, this doesn't feel... It was, like, bordering on, like, how unrealistic this can be. But I guess it... it you know, I, I guess it's feasible that they got away, but it was so close in that scene that there's so many people running after them. <laughs> yeah, there was a fair bit of, like, of plot armor in this movie of, like, you knew they were going to, to get out of that scene somehow and, like, multiple other scenes where somehow the hero doesn't get shot through hundreds and hundreds of gunshots. And at the very end, he does, but, like he's already achieved the mission at that point. So it's not that big of a deal. It's like in, in terms of like moving the plot forward. Um, and at that point it actually just serves a plot piece. So I don't know. I think I don't want to get too much into to nits, I guess, but <laughs> we, we can do that at some point too. Um, I, I agree with your, the plot armor idea. Cause it, it feels like a video game in the sense too, that all of these missions are like, pretty hard like even that car scene it's like wow they barely got away and there's probably Mm -hmm. like 10 different scenes where it's like wow they barely made that work like even when she gives birth later on it's like wow thank god like there was no complications with her birth other because he had no idea what he was doing like there are all these things where it's like okay like alone that is feasible but all of these together it's like like Mm -hmm. wow you really got lucky on a lot (laughs) of these things almost um it's like playing a video game yeah. and then never dying in the game. Yeah. I at the same time I guess I feel that with the plot armor that they did actually an okay job of trying to like make you feel like something could happen with the fact that Julianne Moore died within the first like 30 minutes of the movie or whatever. Like that was surprising to me cuz when I looked at the IMDb page before watching this movie, she was the top billed actor on this movie and so i was like oh, uh there's no way she died <laughs> but then then she did and i was like okay so maybe any of these characters could die at any point um like that felt surprising to me um because it seemed like she was going to continue to play an important part so i guess she kind of did in in terms of her name and what she was trying to do she was still talked about but wasn't her physical acting throughout the rest of the movie yeah, I think that is surprising. And I think that scene really just kind of sets the tone of the whole movie. Like, that kind of is the epitome of what this movie is. It's set, you know, like, uh, one of the main characters dies near the beginning of the film, which sets the tone for all these other characters who die later on. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it feels like Game of Thrones almost, where it's like no character is really safe. Um, and, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think that scene also shows that, like, no one can be trusted, even the audience thinking a scene is, like, positive and, like, wholesome. You can't really be trusting what you're watching because at any moment it could turn sour. Um, I feel like I, that scene just feels like it encapsulates a lot of like what the film is going for and the themes um, and kind of like sums up, I guess, like the tone of it almost. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We kind of jumped a little all over the place there, so I'll, I'll try and follow <laughs> Sorry, a little more of a chronological path here. But um, <laughs> but I do want to talk about the, the opening shot, too. Um, and how they deal with exposition in this movie, I think it actually works pretty well. I think starting the film off, uh, for those who maybe don't remember, the opening scene is like news footage of the world's youngest person dying, and he's 18 years old. So immediately, if you don't know the plot of this movie at all, um, you're kind of like confused as to why, but even just showing the graphic of the person's name, youngest person dying, 18 years old, and you see 2009, to 2027 you understand okay that means no more people were being born at 2009 and now we're in 2027 um it's all feels very subtle and what they instead focus on is like the reaction of this news the opening scene is less about the information being revealed although it is doing that 
but it's focusing on the reaction and that's how you're introduced to Theo's character. Um, and even just throughout the movie, I mean, they do kind of blatantly state the mission a few times, but as far as setting up the world and what the, like this situation, this hypothetical where, you know, women can't be fertile anymore. I think that felt pretty subtle and effective, but yeah, I'm curious what you thought about it. Yeah. I think exposition is, is a hard thing to do in movies and, I was I, I had thought about this ahead of time and I I don't know what I wish they did. I think I think some of it was good, like you said, and some of it felt forced. Um like the the first scene that you're talking about with the news, like I thought that was a really good way because it was informing you about the world, but at the same time you were getting I guess what am I trying to say? I think the I think exposition works better when I get to like learn and figure out things myself a little bit. Like I don't like being strictly told things. Um, so like the news was good because I needed to know that somehow, but like it took some understanding. Like you were saying, like I had to look at the dates and realize, okay, 2009 meant like okay, not, no more babies after 2009. And I had to look at the people to understand like, okay, looks like the world is quite poor now and people like something's going on with the government and the world people have guess accepted that the world is going to end and at some point because everyone's just going to die out and i think on the bus they showed some images of like other cities around the world like why are we just in london why are we just in england what is what is the re- the state of the rest of the world and they kind of made you guess a little bit by showing just like hey yeah the rest of the world had some sort of issues and they kind of chose to just ignore it a little bit it seemed like um like okay sure maybe there was unrest in dc or something but like are there people still there or they kind of just chose to shield you from that. Um, but the parts I didn't like as much were there were a couple scenes, I think where Michael Caine's character was named Jasper. He mm-hmm. like when he was driving with Theo in the car to his house, there were a couple things he said in the car ride that were just like, Oh, those immigrants in the, in the car. And those um, they're just like explaining things to Theo. And I was like, shouldn't Theo already know this? Like it, it felt like they were, they're doing it for my sake. But I thought Theo should know it. So that that's the kind of exposition I don't love as much as when like a character is trying to like tell you something and they're telling it to a character that should already know it. So it's like, okay, that was forced. So try to find other ways. But overall, I thought the exposition was pretty good. And there's a lot to do in a, in a movie like this where, okay, we're in the future. Something crazy has happened. It's not like you have a lot of assumptions about the world already and like what the state of the world is. So they have to do a lot more and that's tough to do. So I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker, so I can't critique it too much, but I, I think it did pretty well. Yeah, I agree. I think it did it pretty well. I think you make a lot of good points about uh, like situational exposition almost. like From scene to scene, what are they doing? They kind of explain certain things to certain characters, and it it's unnecessary. I mean, I guess it's necessary to reveal the information to the audience, but it, doesn't, it wasn't necessarily the best way to do it. Um, but as far as just creating this world it felt very real um and lived in um and i think a lot of that is you know just how they subtly reveal some some of these plots you know i wasn't ever too focused on like hey what are the rules of this movie i can't even focus on what's happening because i'm so confused it never felt as far as that um which i think was good i think one more instance that i do have written down um of like good exposition um, was when Julian and Theo were talking on the bus. It's like right when they first kind of meet up again. Um, and you find out that they're divorced and have um, their kid that they had has passed away. 
all from this like quiet scene that they have where she says like oh you have his eyes um and that immediately establishes this connection between the two of them that i didn't even realize until that moment that they were like you know married at some point and then it also tells that they have some sort of kid and something happened to this kid and there's like a lot of um you know trauma dealing with that that both of these characters are facing that felt particularly um really good how they revealed that i think um yeah yeah i think that was that was a good a good situation of of exposition especially because they had teased it a little bit before i think when they were at jasper's house like they were kind of panning through some pictures and you saw a picture of theo and some woman and a child and like could kind of already piece together that like okay this is this is gonna be his wife but you knew she was gonna be important in this movie because i saw the actress and it was julianne moore so i was like okay clearly she's gonna become relevant soon and we're gonna find out what happened with this family um but it was good like it was like a teaser it's like okay learning a piece and then later on we learned a little bit more of a piece and it wasn't like straight up telling you exactly what happened um even though they kind of do that later on in the movie when jasper's explaining it to someone else and theo's like overhearing what's happening but in that sense it there was there was something extra i was getting out of it it wasn't like they were just trying to tell me it was like okay i'm watching theo hear this and seeing the pain he's feeling reliving this situation um so right yeah i would agree yeah they kind of reveal certain exposition maybe in a boring way but they have people react to the exposition as well it's not just the audience like listening to this in a conversation that both people already know about like it's there there's still something to gain out of the scene even while they're revealing exposition. So, you know, it's not perfect, but I think they, they did do some things right with that. Um, mm-hmm. I do have, I have, I have a question that I kind of want to explore. I, in this film, you know, they, they, there's a strong dislike for immigrants and the, the Britain's almost, or United Kingdom's essentially turned into like a police state where they're, you know, rounding up anyone who's an illegal immigrant or even people who are, I think they said it was like helping feeding or sheltering any immigrant is also illegal. Um, and so there's like no support for that. And I I think there's a lot of commentary to talk about with that. Um, and I, I, I understand to a certain extent why it's become such a talked about issue in the country, but I don't really understand why they decided to hate immigrants so much that they did. Um, I understand that other countries were, you know, like completely in turmoil. A lot of other like civilizations have this kind of fallen apart countries. And so they're seeking refuge in a still living country, which is like the UK. But I don't understand why the UK is necessarily so opposed to letting people in. I'm curious if you had any thoughts about that. Yeah, this is getting back to the point I had about like, they kind of teased like what else was going on in the world. And I wish they explored it a little bit more because it was a little bit odd. Like I didn't totally understand why, like why is Britain the only place that kind of survived here? Why does everyone necessarily want to come in? Like, what does the rest of the world look like? Is it like literally the world is destroyed elsewhere? Is it, does it look like that refugee camp we saw or what is it? And like, why is everyone wanting to come here? Um, because the scenes we saw in the city, like it, it frankly didn't look that great either it seemed like the world in general was kind of like gone to shit like it was like right it was very dark and gloomy the roads were run down like everything seemed bad there anyway the only nice thing we saw was his rich friend's house and it was like okay clearly there's still some sort of rich elite happening here that is keeping all the money and but it was like what is i wish they 
explained more about or showed more of like what the world was like and why like how they came to to have this hatred towards all these other people trying to come into the country um i don't know like i i I could see why like they wanted to have that topic and show that and like why that would naturally happen in a place where like okay this place with the resources and people want to leave their bad place and come here but like we didn't really see why why is the other place bad and what is so good about this other place that people actually want to come here and why why do they still have like the resources i guess to to treat everyone this way like they had a lot of infrastructure set up to prevent people from coming into the city with gates and cages and camps for all these people and it was like i kind of wanted to understand more about how that came to be and what it what is going on in this world i think yeah even just like why would these immigrants want to go to the uk is that is this really the best spot like this police state where they're locking people in cages and like shooting people point blank all the time like i mean it's possible that the uk is the only spot they can go to and maybe like flying is out of the question so they can only drive i mean i did notice that most of these refugees are like you know they're all eastern european or just other european countries Mm -hmm. there's like hardly any americans or asians um in the whole film or yeah really anyone where i so it feels like okay maybe they can only like sneak across the border by driving or there's something like that um but yeah it just feels it almost feels lazy in the sense that they're just like hey don't worry about it um Mm -hmm. but it comes off to me almost like it's feels very like eurocentric and like very like the uk is the heart of the world um and everyone needs to go to the uk to be saved by them and um yeah, it, it it comes off more poorly than it is. And maybe that's just commentary on the UK itself. And, you know, that's how they would react in that situation. And you're supposed to dislike this, like, patriarchal, like, group that is, like, promoting, like, um, you know, it's still, like, very classist and stuff. But, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm confused if they're making a lot of commentary about it. Um, is it just, like... There's, they just didn't think about certain aspects of it or don't want you to think about certain aspects of it and just focus more on the, the plot of this hypothetical instead. I, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder, like, I know this, I saw that, like, obviously this movie was adapted from a book, so it's possible that was, like, something they had to choose to cut from the book. I, d- I don't know the plot of the book. Um, but yeah, maybe that was also, <laughs> that was what the content that they had to work with, too, was maybe, I don't know, it was probably a UK writer and wanted to keep the the focus of the book on just this specific situation but i don't know like like i said like i I wish they kind of just explained more because it seemed like like we can get to the very end of the movie later but like the like who are these people that are coming the um the human project or whatever like where is that boat coming from is it coming from like the land on europe or is that like coming from america or like what is like is there maybe like settlements in America or something that like are, are better or like is Asia totally fine? Like we just really have no idea. And that makes it hard to understand why all these people are, are trying to get in the, to the UK. And I agree that it seems, it it seems kind of bad that it's like, it's just so like UK focused, like UK is the one place that will survive or can survive. And like everyone wants to come here. Um, but I, I have a feeling it was probably just a, a choice to, to simplify the, the story a little bit. Um, cause 
Oh, right. maybe maybe a theory there is that like the the immigration piece of it may have been less of a a focus of the book. Um, if I had to guess, like looking at like the book, like the book came out in 1992 from a UK writer, so possible that was less of a a focus of the book, and then as adapting it to a movie maybe that was a focus they wanted to draw more attention to but then they didn't go to explore like okay the rest of the world situation and maybe that that backstory wasn't really there in the book because they weren't focusing that as a a focus of the book either i don't know yeah yeah it's tough and they they obviously have to focus on certain aspects more than the others but i think my main problem with all of this is like a lot of these refugees are you know even just like the people of color and everyone else in the uk is white and they're not giving any screen time outside of the fact that they're refugees and that they're refugees to forward this plot of like this other UK guy to like help this black woman who's helpless. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything about these other characters is like pretty one note. They're not developed at all. And you don't know their backstory. You don't know where any of one has really come from. Um, And, you know, that could be on purpose to show, like, how the UK would deal with this and they don't care, so they're not going to give any screen time in the movie, but they they didn't have to go that route. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I wish they had developed Luke more. Um, Like, it seemed like he quickly turned on a dime to being, like, the bad guy, and then... Like, I guess there was the scene of Theo overhearing what was happening, and that was kind of the turning point of, okay, we need to get out of here, but, like... I don't know. It very quickly felt like I wish I knew more about Luke's intentions and what his deal with um, with Julian was, and like, what? Why does he feel the way he does in going into all of this? Like, we kind of just got like, oh, he was he didn't totally believe in Julian, and was he just power hungry, or was he like, does he have a reason for what he's trying to do? And like, he has different beliefs that we didn't explore, and. I don't know. Maybe it's just a time thing, but I, I agree that I feel like they didn't flesh out some of those characters as much as they should have. Yeah, totally. And I think Luke is probably the most developed of all of these characters, all of these refugees that they're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, my main takeaway from his character is that he's power hungry and he is just orchestrating plots so he can become the leader and he's not really interested in anything else besides like the politics of it and being powerful. And that's just like... A very surface level you know description of someone like that's just you know there's not any depth to his character you don't understand why he's doing what he's doing really other than that he's just a supposed to be a bad person i guess um yeah it was like he was like kind of the it felt like he was the cheap bad guy and i didn't like that that much mm-hmm. um like they they needed they needed someone to be against what they were trying to do other than just like the world is against us and we're trying to get from point a to point b like we need someone to physically try to stop us along the way and like when they showed up at the end I was like, how did they know they were right here at this time to stop them as they were just about to get to the rowboat? Like, I was like, okay, like this is, that again felt a little forced, but um, I don't know. Again, that, that, that almost felt like getting back to the video game feel of it. It was like one, like it was like triggered in, in a program. Like I got to this point. Now this is when this like wave of bad guys comes in and like right. I just happened to hit that point. I was like, okay, yeah, that's predictable. Um, right. So, yeah, totally. I mean, you totally see it coming. Like, of course, they're going to meet up at the end. Like, of course, she's going to have this baby before she gets on the boat. Like, all of these things, it's like, of course, this is going to happen. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing um, to be predictable in that sense, um, mm-hmm. especially if it's enjoyable enough, like, and you're you're engaged enough. 
but yeah, it, just, it, it almost it feels it adds to that video game feeling of there's a certain predictability with all of this. Of course, there's going to be a big climactic like battle scene at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's yeah. an, an issue with predictability in movies. It's as long as it's done well. Like, not every movie needs to have plot twists to it because that can feel overdone as well. Like it, you can have expectations about what's going to happen, and as long as it makes sense and is is done well you can appreciate what's happening um even if it maybe feels a little bit forced like okay they're probably going to come get them in this this is the exact situation they showed up but i still think it was it was appropriate that that was probably what's gonna happen like they were they weren't gonna stop at any cost to go get that baby that's what they wanted and like that that showed how power hungry luke was he wanted to have the baby for himself to so he could have control of whatever whatever this world is and that that also goes back to like us not totally understanding the world is like initially they were very clear like we're not going to take the baby to the government when theo suggested that because why they were like concerned the government would just take it away and like take it away from from key but i don't know we didn't we don't really know much about the government other than that that like they're keeping immigrants in cages that's about all we know um and so it was tough to like to know like okay what is what is Luke going to do differently in this situation? What is, what does he believe is so wrong that they're going to do with this baby? Cause we don't really know much about the government in this situation. Yeah. It seemed like a throwaway excuse as to why they wouldn't just immediately go public with it. Like they needed a reason and it, yeah, they didn't go in enough mm-hmm. depth with it to make it feel very valid when it, it could have been, it could have been a valid enough reason, but you don't see anything about the government doing like you know, the only reaction you really get is like near the end when all these people are storming that building and then you see this like beautiful moment of her walking down the stairs with the baby and everyone stops fighting very briefly you yeah. know if anything the government reacted like in awe of this like when when, when they said like Theo was like okay let's let's just go public and they're like no they're gonna take the baby away from key i was like okay that sure i guess i get that that's that's a possibility i was like are we really gonna like like my my response to that would be like, okay, look, what what prior experience is telling you that that's probably what they're going to do? Like, I don't know that. I don't know why they think that. Um, was there another baby that was born and someone took it away, or like we just think the government's really bad at this point, or like well, what is leading to all this distrust? And I wish they had explored that more because it would have, I think, been more powerful to understand their mission and why they were trying to do what they were doing, other than just kind of like making you want to be on their side just because you are those are the characters you know right definitely and i i think that the film does do a good job in reinforcing the idea of you know who can be trusted and having all these people like turn on people constantly even with luke's character you know it sets up this tone that like you don't really know anyone who trusts and these like random people almost that he's like bringing along as different parts of his journey you don't know if they're going to help him or hurt him um and that's an interesting idea mm-hmm. but you know uh, the vagueness of a lot of the who you can and can't trust is very convenient for their plot. Um, and the government definitely didn't have much of a focus as far as why don't we trust them? Um, and these people that were supposed to be trusting these refugees, even Luke's character, who's so against it, you know, we don't end up trusting him. So why should we trust what their opinion is about the government? It kind of just leads you to a bunch of questions about who, who any of trustworthy, um, um, which is it's it's an interesting idea, but um, it does leave you with a lot of questions. I think. Yeah, and 
I don't know, getting into more questions of more world building, I wish they did was like, I, I struggled a lot with the like locations and where, where were they? Um, when like they were at Jasper's house, like where was that? Was that like, looks like you had to leave the city boundary. So you like left and you had to maybe show an ID to get out and then maybe show an ID to get back in. I couldn't totally tell like, is he allowed to live there? Is that kind of like a secret thing? Like where was this other house where all of the, what were they called? The fish were, uh, were hiding. Like, are they technically refugees? Are they all citizens of, of London? And like, they like could go there if they wanted to, but they're choosing to hide out at this house and that's where they're organizing their operation. Like, I, I didn't totally know, like, were they all refugees or were they, were some of them like citizens and they were just like the insiders trying to, to overthrow the government kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, just overall there, you know, there's, it, it leaves you with a bunch of questions and I, I don't know the answers to that either. So I, <laughs> I just, I think they're, they're trying not even to focus, you know, we're almost like overanalyzing the, the, the situation that they're in rather than like the events that are unfolding. But I think, I think that's just my problem with a lot of dystopian movies in general is that they, they're required to set up a bunch of rules um, and then they don't always follow through with explaining all of the rules and it just leads you to be confused of mm-hmm. the logistics of the situation that you can't even focus on the emotion and the impact that they're trying to have on you. But I still feel like it was mostly successful. Um, and there's definitely a lot of, you know, parts that we can focus on. It didn't feel too distracting, I think. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good thing that it brings up questions. And it definitely makes you think about it and not explaining all of these rules to the world. You know, that could help maybe just you, th- you thinking about it later, like this hypothetical and it allows for a lot of discussion. Like, what, what are all these rules? And, you know, maybe that's excusing their laziness in the writing, but who knows? Maybe. <laughs> um, there is one thing you mentioned earlier, you know, about the his rich friend that he goes to visit that I think is kind of a very succinct scene that shows the, you know, the classes and that's very like like present and in the uk um he asks a line where it's like 100 years from now no one would be able to see this you know how how do you do that how do you manage and the rich guy just responds you know i just i just don't think about it um which you know there's a certain privilege obviously that comes with being ignorant um and not looking at the scenario and like even the, the backdrop of this is like this you know wrecked london that they're in um, and they're looking at this, like, on this high rise, like, looking down on it practically. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just saying, you know, I, I don't I don't need to care about it. It, it. it doesn't bother me that we're the last generation of anything because I'm in a good position. You know, I can just live day by day. Um, and, yeah, you know, there weren't a ton of instances where they deal with class, I think, in this. But that was one very clear example um, that kind of summarized the state of where the, the mindset is of people who are rich in that in that world um but what do you think about that that scene resonated with me it felt like i could draw that parallel to today to a number of things and like the premise of this movie the fact that like women all of a sudden become infertile across the world like that seems like a pretty far-fetched idea like i don't i, I can't think of a scientific reason why that would ever just happen um right they don't explain that either <laughs> Yeah, they don't explain that. And you you have to just ignore that to kind of get into this movie. I think you just have to accept like, okay, something could happen. Um, but 
in a way, like I was trying to like, that made me think, okay, like what things in our world could happen that maybe could cause this type of situation. One thing that came to mind was like the idea of climate change and like, maybe what if, what if tomorrow scientists come out and say like, okay, the end date is, is 90 years from now. Like that's a very similar idea where like they have an end date. They know the world is just going to end when there's no more, cause there's no more babies being born. Like if we got an end date, like what would the world do? And it, it actually felt really real in that way. It was like, okay, but the world probably would go into chaos because people would be like, oh, there's no end in sight. And like the rich people may still be like, oh, it doesn't matter. I still have money. Like I'll just live out my life. And like, that's kind of what some people are doing today too. It's like, like it doesn't affect me. I'll be dead at that point. So like, I just don't have to think about it. Um, and I could see those parallels of like, what are the things that could happen today that would lead to a situation like this? And those emotions and the reactions various people had and felt very real. Right. And I think that's where the movie shines best is, is the reactions, especially like the political reactions to what a scenario like this would be. And they, they do kind of briefly mention as a possible theory for why women were infertile is like because of pollution and, and global warming. I think, you know, Jasper's character mentions that very briefly, but um, mm. I, I, yeah, it, it does definitely does make you think about, climate change and that that is probably the most realistic scenario in which this like hypothetical would play out um is if there was like a big announcement like that um mm-hmm. and it's fascinating to watch how it would all play out because i it, it does feel re- very realistic unfortunately it i, th- I think that's where it, the movie does its best is it is showing showing the reactions of this it's like a hypothetical playing out um in a very realistic way yeah, I think with a lot of these dystopian movies too, like the purpose of them is to highlight something about society and make commentary on it and not necessarily to like get too much into the the weeds of of the rules of the world and why it is this way. Like you're meant to kind of draw parallels to it, especially in a movie form where you really have a short amount of time. Like the impact you can have in a movie, you can't really like... I don't know, like spend the time to really build a full out world. Like sometimes these things are better suited for like a TV series or or a book where you can spend that time. And maybe those things are a little bit more focused on just like kind of the stories of this world instead of like this being a, a, a situation to make commentary on things. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think the book, you know, it probably could go into a lot more depth about certain aspects like that. And so the movie has to focus on more of the emotional aspect and, you know, I think the cinematography reflects a lot of that. Um, and just the exhausting feeling of this film, you know, they're trying to focus on the pathos of this situation as well as what would happen politically. Um, but it does balance, I think, you know, decently well. One more critique that I want to, I want to discuss, um, is I, I kind of had a problem with, um, how the women were portrayed in this film too. Almost every character that's a woman in this, in this movie is just kind of used as a device for the plot. Um, even Julianne Moore's character dies at the beginning of the film and her only purpose is to kind of set the tone in that scene and propel him to want to like be an activist again. It just makes the male character like, you know, motivate him with her death and, you know, even outside, she's just kind of used as this plot. And then there's all these other like women that are with him for the remainder of the film. And they kind of, they, they change throughout, like, you know, some one woman doesn't even speak English. So she doesn't really get any dialogue that comes through to the audience. Um, 
and the other woman is like seen as like this like crazy person <laughs> um and mm-hmm. and and even you know the the girl that is pregnant you know again you don't know where she's from you hardly know anything about her and she's just kind of like running around the whole movie with this 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 male character who you know he's the one that has to help her she can't do anything on her own um and then she has this baby and that's about it you don't really see her reaction there's no scene to like show really how she's feeling and how traumatic all of this must be um and then even at the end of the film when they're in the rowboat together and he's like explaining how to burp her own baby feels so unnecessary and i understand it's like okay he had a baby and so he might know but it kind of comes off as he's like mansplaining how to burp her own baby (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know what did you think about that maybe i'm being too harsh though (laughs) no i thought i was disappointed in the writing for key i thought there could have been a lot more done with her like they they made her too helpless like like you said like and it was weird too because at times like she did seem pretty like confident and like she knew what she wanted to do and like she was taking control of the situation a little bit like early on like um like she was sassy back to um to theo in the car when he was like making a joke at her or whatever and like standing up not just like taking what he was saying to her and he and she was like she was like I don't necessarily want to be with these people. Like Julianne told me, or Julian, that's funny that her name is Julian and her real name is Julian. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Julian um, was like saying like, only trust Theo. And she, I don't know, I guess even that in the case is kind of just her being helpless. Like, Oh, you can't figure out what you do. Like you just need to trust this man, Theo in this situation and follow what he has to say. Um, And so I, I guess like most of the time it really was, she was just like, all right, I'm just going to listen to what other people tell me to do and what I need to do in this situation. Like even her reasoning for not wanting to give up the baby seemed like Luke was telling her why you don't want to give up your baby. Not like, Oh, I don't want to give it up because to the government because I may never see him, see him or her again. Like it was, it was Luke saying, Oh, they might take her baby away. And she was like, Oh yeah. Yep. That, that, that could happen. I don't want that to happen. So like, and then, when she was asked what she wanted to do, she turned to Theo to ask what he wanted to do. And it was like, okay, like she doesn't need to be asking all these people. So like, I don't know why they chose to make her so, so helpless throughout the movie. And even at the very end, like because they spent the whole movie showing how helpless she was the very end when Theo dies, you're kind of like, Oh, I hope she's going to be okay. (laughs) Like she's like on her own, like with a baby in the boat with a dead guy in the boat. And like, all I could think was like how is she gonna paddle with a baby in her hand too (laughs) like but like this situation is like why like why did they have to make her seem so helpless she could have at the end seemed like I don't know like she had like a viable path forward I guess the boat was coming so that was gonna be her rescue but again she's being rescued so like it wasn't even like at the end she was like okay I'm I'm confident I can do this on my own now it's like nope now now someone else is just coming to save her and yeah there's a bunch of sailor men (laughs) coming to save her and now it was like, yeah, I think there was only men on that boat too. Um, more white men mm-hmm. coming to save save her on the boat, and um, it's like, of course. And so, I, I I think I agree with all you were saying. And I, you know, there was maybe an argument to be made that like, oh, this film is trying to say something about like women's agency and like men making decisions about what to do with the woman's baby. 
um, and like almost like abortion issues dealt like rolled into that. But it feels like it's giving it too much credit. I, you know, like there very easily could have been other characters. Like they could have delved more into her past. That you could have made Theo a woman and Julian the man, and the man dies at the beginning, and that wouldn't really have changed anything. Um, and there's just like certain things like that where they're just not making the decisions and it just kind of comes off like it's, they just didn't think about it. Um, yeah, that, that makes me think like this book was probably a book of the time too, when it was in, in the nineties. And I wonder, I wonder how much they refreshed it coming into 2006, which also was still 15 years ago too. So like it was probably less on the forefront of their mind at the time too, to try to like actually think about diversity in the movie and and the role of women in it and um that doesn't excuse them not thinking about it but i i think it probably explains it a little bit of why that might have some of the stuff from the original book probably made its way into this movie um and i i would think we're probably giving it a little bit too much credit to think that maybe they were trying to make a commentary about about it i think i think it did come across more that it was like that was the writing it was this woman needs saving and that was right. the, that was the plot of the movie um instead of like this woman is going is going to save herself and figure out what to do with her baby like she's dependent on this guy she doesn't even know and somehow he's supposed to like save the world by saving the baby um and of course the baby's a girl too so double downs on doubles down on it right <laughs> yeah exactly i mean there's even a line that they throw in of luke's character right before he dies um theo reveals that it's a girl and this whole time, like all of these other male characters have been assuming that it is, it's going to be a boy. And then his, his response is, oh, I had a sister, which <laughs> I was like, okay, make it about yourself. Yeah. I was like, is that just a show that he sucks? <laughs> it's like, that felt so unnecessary. And it's like, that's the only way he can empathize is like to be like, oh, I had a sister. Therefore I, yeah, oh. that, that felt like, you know, the phrase like, oh, I have a black friend like that that's what it felt like it was like why okay right. why is that relevant to the situation you can't exactly like, <laughs> oh great like my assumption was wrong it was it was weird i don't know what it added and that that's what leads me to think like some of this is partially just like it, i don't know it was written by a man and it was written almost 30 years ago now so that was probably they didn't think much of it then and looking at it through a lens now it's much more apparent um right why why some of those things were, were not great and yeah yeah and that's probably the reason why it doesn't necessarily excuse it for being in the film i think but um i think this my main gripe with it is this is a 2006 film talking about future politics um and we're watching it from that future practically now and using the politics of 2021 <laughs> to like analyze this film and it's almost like inappropriate to do so because <laughs> it's like it's not it wasn't made almost for this future it was made for the 2006 future or like 2006 world to think about what that future could be like um it's almost like a time mm -hmm. capsule in that sense which is kind of funny because it is about a future but um yeah it definitely feels very tied yeah. to 2006 and the politics of of that era and there's hardly any regard to delving into characters um that are not white um, and characters that are women um, having any sort of agency for themselves. Both of those, um, that kind of just bothered me. Well, something I'll add there, too, that seems interesting is that if you think about it, like, this this event happened in the early 2000s, and, like, 
well, honestly, a lot of where we are today, culturally and politically, has happened in the last 10, 10 years or less. And like, that wouldn't have happened in this world. So like, you could make an argument like, oh, it, it's kind of sad in 2006, I didn't think ahead of like, what, <laughs> what it might look like for real. But like, if this actually happened in the world, like, was sent into chaos, and it was all about money and power, like, it probably would be this is the state of the world where all the all the white people are still still have the money or something and like are like we we go we go back in time and back in 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 terms of class and status and and power and maybe that's actually like a a realistic look of what what would happen if this situation did happen um and i'm sure there's something to be said that is probably probably more probably requires more thought than I can really provide now, but something to be said about like the role of women and their like, if they can't provide us children anymore, what are, what is, what is their use kind of thing? Like what, that's what this world seems to have turned to. It's like, Oh, these women, like it's clearly all the men seem to be in power. We really only see men in powerful positions except for Julian, who is leading the opposition to the current state of the world. Um, So, that's that that was an interesting like view it's like clearly maybe 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 they are taking a smart commentary on it and i don't know yeah it's tough it definitely it it hinges on this line of is this commentary or is it the writers um which is which is kind of funny yeah (laughs) um yeah that's what happens when you watch a movie 15 years after it comes out with a different lens and you maybe want to take certain lessons from it but I don't know. That's kind of the power of movies sometimes too here, right? Like you can, it makes you think and take a look at it. Like, I, I don't know. I would have thought of like, okay, if this situation did happen, what would the world look like in 15 years? Would we like, would society divulge back to its like worst state? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it doesn't do a good job overall. And it does make you think a lot about this, this issue. I just think they're almost asking the wrong question in that sense where, you know, they're asking this question if women can no longer reproduce what is their purpose and that just is the wrong question to even be asking in this film um and there could have been more interesting things they they discussed um but you know the the last thing i want to talk about before we wrap up i guess is the ending um i'm curious what you think about it i kind of have this take um that i'm curious what your thoughts are on it but you know this ending of theo's dead and she's in a rowboat and this boat is now coming to save her um, and it's called tomorrow and you, you don't really know much about this, what's called the human project and you don't know much details about it other than this name. Um, it, it feels uplifting. Um, but it also feels very surreal and that it feels like it's almost like she doesn't actually get saved. It's too good to be true. It's like a cookie cutter ending of this, like finally, you know, the baby has made it. Everyone else died along the way to get there, but she's now made it. Um, and, you know, maybe it is just that cut and dry, but it, it, the this element of, like, surrealism in this, like, cloudy ocean that she's on and um, this, like, random boat that's just called, to- like, you know, this name of tomorrow, um, it, it's almost, like, too cheesy to just be that simple. Like, it's almost like this is in her head or, um, you know, this is, like, this hope that they're putting in is, like, ironic or something. Um, I don't know. What do you think about it? Did you like the ending? I thought it was fine. I think, like, it kind of needed a happy ending. Like, the whole movie was pretty, like, 
pretty hard to watch and like a lot of people dying and like seeing horrible things happening so like having a an optimistic end that like i mean like i think the theme and somewhat in this movie too is like there is this hope that like we can get out of this somehow like the world doesn't have to die we have a new baby so like leaving the movie ending ending the movie on hope felt like a good thing like the idea that something could good could come of it and like i don't know i i also had similar thoughts of like seeing this boat coming like okay like what if it's like not the right people or like they're actually bad people and it's like oh that might just me having seen too many movies and watched too much tv show and like have you watched lost no but i, I do know the ending okay well <laughs> not the ending but it's like spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen lost like season one <laughs> there's an ending and there's like there's a boat coming and you're mm-hmm. like oh my god they, they have a boat they're gonna get off the island and then it's like it turns out to be a bad thing but like that that scene that just brought me right back to lost which is funny that came out like the, like around the same time here <laughs> but like right. that's what it made me think of. i was like oh no it's like fake hope like this boat is probably not actually they're gonna steal the baby too or whatever but i had to kind of think like okay i think they're trying to go for optimism here and the sense that like something good could happen after all this this misery that you just watched um especially coming from the scene before where like you got a kind of a glimpse that like things could change when they walked out of the building with the baby visible and like literally all the violence stopped and everyone just stared and wanted to touch and look and like it was like that was a very clear sign that like maybe things could change once Mm -hmm. it could change once once this baby is known about in the public because like that gives a sense of hope again where right now there is no hope i think i kind of took a cynical look at that scene <laughs> too even <laughs> just i mean even the fact that like yeah everyone stopped to look and it's like oh like even all this violence it stops when like there's a baby and everyone's just like in awe but then as soon as like they turn the corner it immediately starts again and then like the building explodes um and it just True. returns to violence it almost feels like they're trying to comment on like war and then it's inevitable and you know men can't think further than what's immediately in front of them <laughs> you know um and this like barbaric nature of man um yeah i think they are trying to go for hope um and i'm probably just being a little too pessimistic about it but yeah I, yeah the ending just kind of fell flat for me as far as uh, such a powerful movie it felt like a, a cheap way out almost, even though it's what I wanted to see happen. Do you think it, you would have liked it better if they had gone like another 30, 30 seconds, one minute to show her getting onto the boat and them being like kind to her or something like showing like so that it rest, it maybe eased your concern that like something bad was going to happen. Would you have rather have gone more in on the hope or not gone a hope ending? Yeah, that's tough. I, I, I guess, yeah, if you're going to do it, lean into it. I, I guess my major change would have been to, like, get her on the boat and then, you know, have her be, like, comforted by all these people and then have her, like, break down or have some sort of scene where she can, like, finally take that breath that she hasn't had this whole movie um, and, like, react to it. And Because, it, it, you know, being hopeful at the end of this movie is in sharp contrast to every other scene in this movie. Um and it's like, okay, there's one scene of hope at the end, but my lingering feeling of this movie is not hopeful. You know, it, it's, it's still like exhausting in this world to just even have her reacting to that. And it would develop her character even more too, by having something like that. Yeah. I, th- I guess I also wish they maybe focused on her a little bit more at the end there. Um, because like, I think it would have driven, 
I mean, it didn't necessarily change anything else previously in the movie, but like, I think it would have made key more of the main character, the main focus at the end there. And like, it still felt like the very end, the way they ended it, the focus was on Theo and his journey, not key and her journey. It was like, Theo made it here. He gave himself for key at the end. And it was like, okay, we're ending with key in the boat or with Theo in the boat dying and not with key and her journey of escaping is like Theo was just a piece for key's journey, but it was, the movie was Theo's journey and that felt a little backwards because it's like this movie was really about the baby and the hope that's coming from the baby and key. And we didn't get that. Um, So that that's where it maybe felt flat a little bit for me, but like, I think, I think hope was the right thing to choose at the end, in my opinion. I I agree with what you're saying too, about how Theo is the main character because the movie ends when he dies and like they don't even show her getting on the boat because you know his journey has ended and there's a nice arc with his story like oh his son had died and now this new baby that's being brought into this world is also being named that same son and he's accomplished what he's looking for and now he can die peacefully and that's all great and that's like a good arc but you know he, he should not have been the arc of this movie when you're talking about this like hypothetical scenario and you describe the plot it would make sense that key would be the main character of this and even just switching the 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 subjective perspective at the end and moving it to her i think just would have been a lot more powerful um only focusing on theo just felt like why is he the main character really other than you know he just feels like this guy who's thrown into the situation and has this nice arc but it's he doesn't He's not the most important piece in this puzzle. Um, he's just kind of a guy that helped everyone. And he, and he kind of stumbled his way through the movie. Yeah, he's like reluctant and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's the one who's like helping this birth, you know. He doesn't why is like why is he <laughs> why is he the guy for all of this? <laughs> yeah, like he just he doesn't seem to know how to do much, but he somehow just gets through every every scene. <laughs> like some average Joe right. going through an action movie. Um which is interesting in some ways but like at the same time it was like i don't know i think i cared more about what was happening to key and i wanted to know what happened more at the end to her and and her baby and what were they going to be okay and like how did they feel about everything because you really kind of didn't get to you didn't get that like you were saying like you didn't get to see her breathe and break down at the end you like we got a flash of that after the birth and her and theo had like a moment of laughter it was like oh, that's a moment to breathe for a second. Like they're both like acknowledging the craziness of the situation. But I wish they did that at the end too. It would have kind of like, we'd all taken a collective breath together instead of going right into the credits where like, I don't know, I was kind of like looking around like that was it. <laughs> right. I mean, even that scene that you're referencing, that joke is like, he was like, ooh, like the worst of it's over or whatever. And he's and she's like, yeah. oh, it's so much worse for me. And it just shows like his own selfishness, like his yeah. own like egotistical perspective of like it's all about him and she went through something that's much worse yeah he's got main character syndrome (laughs) yeah exactly um and he's written that way too it's like they're they're poking fun out of it practically with that line that she says but (laughs) it doesn't fix the problem yeah um yeah but you know maybe i'm griping on this movie too much there is a lot to appreciate um and a lot of great commentary um, and it's beautifully shot and beautifully acted and, and there's a lot the themes of this movie are very strong I think um, yeah after kind of discussing all of this what's your, what's your take of the film now do you still like it just as much yeah I, I, I it's tough because like when you come into this like 
it's easier to talk about like like the gripes you have with it or the concerns or I don't know the more you think about it the more you can you can pick nits with things but I did still overall enjoy it I think that some of the things that still resonated with me of like the feelings I had while watching it and the the cinematography of it was great and I really like appreciated a lot of the 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 visuals of it and the sounds and like the immersion of it and so I I I think it was really good I probably wouldn't rewatch it I don't know if I would get a lot out of rewatching it like there's maybe I think I would just get more like oh I wish they talked about more about that or like why is the character like that like tell me more about like I just want to know more it's almost like I want like like the I don't know, maybe I should read the book just to understand more about the situation. Maybe. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what I want to get out of it. I just want to know more details, but like, I don't necessarily need to like relive that plot again. Um, but I did really enjoy it overall. Right. And I think now that I've seen it, I can still have these discussions about it and read about it. And I think that is, you know, that I can get a lot out of. And, I, you know, I don't need to rewatch this movie to and relive <laughs> like these horrible circumstances that they're thrown into and this like mm-hmm. generally uncomfortable viewing experience um, to talk about these things again. Um, so yeah. yeah, while I did really enjoy it, I don't, I think the rewatchability of this is relatively low, um, even though it is kind of masterful in how it's shot and everything. Um, but yeah, for I did sure. like the movie. <laughs> yeah. For, for as much um, as I just complained about it for an hour and a half, I think I did enjoy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, we did kind of, you know, gripe on it a bit, but that that's what we're here to talk about is you know it's no movie's perfect so <laughs> sorry sorry for those of you that thought the movie was gonna be really good after listening to the spoil <laughs> spoiler free discussion and then came back and then we're like oh, oh they just decided to talk about all the bad parts for an hour <laughs> yeah i was yeah i was coming up with a lot of those too on the spot because <laughs> the more i was thinking about it I was like yeah you're right it doesn't actually make a lot of sense and the, and the yeah. female characters weren't written that well <laughs> and that, that can happen with a lot of movies too is like the more you like think about one thing and then how it all connects like while you're watching it like some of those things didn't necessarily stand out to me that that much while i was watching it but like then reflecting back on it it's like uh, okay yeah i can see that now and yeah <laughs> that's just the nature of talking about that so um but yeah i think that kind of wraps up our thoughts unless you got any final farewells for the for the movie with people to leave people with no i think i think it was it was good and people should watch it and um i think in terms of dystopian type movies it's a it's another interesting one um so yeah i i highly recommend people watch this if you somehow still listen to this and didn't watch the movie you should still go watch it i think um there's a lot of value in the conversations that you can have about it um but yeah great i think that wraps up uh, another episode of so what do you think thank you alex for for coming on thank you nick glad to be on yeah uh sweet and we'll have another episode coming out next week so stay tuned for that everybody uh, until then peace and relax and float downstream it is not dying it is not dying Lay down all thoughts, surrender.